friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. This is actually the Happy Half Hour. I'm Jamie. I'm your host, and I bring you a half hour every Friday. Every Wednesday, I bring you the Happy Hour. Jessica, welcome to the Happy Half Thanks. Hour. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. My friend Jessica Honiger is here, and I'm actually in your office. Yeah. That's which so is fun. fun, because normally, people may not know this, I do most of my interviews over Skype. Right. But because, not when yeah. you live in Austin. No. So glad that we can be together. I know. And we're real life friends, which is fun as well. Well, everybody that comes on the show is a friend because I love everybody. But right. we've been friends for a long We're actually going to have coffee after Yeah, this. we actually do life together sometimes. Um, so on the happy hour, if you're new, we talk about everything, the big things, the little things, everything in between. Um, and then the half hour is where I bring a guest that's been on before, which you and I were just chatting. And this is, I think, your fourth time to I be th- on. I think so. I think I was one of your first after you were like, I'm going to do this thing called a podcast. Do you know what a podcast is? Will you be is? a friend and come on with me? It's probably what I said. You're so prophetic, Jamie. You, like, Aww. started the podcast movement. You're so fun. And then you were at my first live show. That's right, with Jen and Rachel. Which was so much fun. It was fun. And I remember when I thought, I'm going to do a live show. And then I thought, I don't think I can do this. And then it was so much fun that we did it again in September, two nights. That's so awesome. And we're doing it again probably in April. Even so though we haven't great. announced dates yet. Is I know. this really just Aaron's way to like become a chef? And cook for everybody? Is that really why? Well, this I is love happening? it because everyone gets to see what I get to have all the time. That's so true. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so this is a fun episode for two reasons. Number one, because you're here. Yes. But number two, because this show is sponsored by Noonday Collection. Yes, it is. Which I am a huge, if anyone knows me or has listened, I'm a huge fan of all things Noonday. Yep. Yep. I, in fact, I'll say this. I think I've said this on here before, and I might have said this when you were at the live show. I've always been a fan of Noonday because I've always been a fan of you, Jessica. Oh, that's sweet. I mean, I remember when you started this thing. Yeah. I, I think I was at the very first party. Uh, yeah. I th- yes, you were. Yeah. And so I've always been a fan of Noonday because I've always been a fan of you. But then a couple of years ago, I went to, you guys have a conference every year for yeah. your ambassadors, and I was able to be there and actually MC, which is my most favorite gig ever in the entire world. Um, but when I was at the conference, I heard so much about Noonday that I never knew. And I was all of a sudden, I was like, wait, I'm a fan of Noonday because of Noonday, not because of <laughs> Jessica. You're like, this is a great <laughs> business model. Like, Jessica's actually doing something amazing. Um <laughs> So I'm You've su- seen it all. You're I, fully indoctrinated. I have seen it all, and I'm super, super proud of you guys. But what Noonday Collection does is they use they use fashion to create meaningful opportunities for women here in America throughout the ambassador opportunity, which I want to ask you about real quick, but also by creating business opportunities for artisans in vulnerable who are in vulnerable situations, vulnerable right. countries, vulnerable mm-hmm. situations. And so the number one thing I learned when I was at your conference is that you are not employing women or men right. around the world, right. but you are literally partnering with them. That's right. And they run their own business. Yep. You run your own business mm-hmm. and you buy from them. That's right. And then we as a customer buy from Noonday. Yes. And women here get to own their own businesses as Which well. you and I are both a fan of women owning their own businesses yes. and working hard. Yes. You've been one of my first friends. I feel like you really set like a path. For no. You. I, I've said this before. When people ask me about working... Yeah. And enjoying work, I always say my friend Jessica Honiger is the one that has given so much life to me for oh, that. Oh, thanks. It's it's been awesome. You were like the first person that ever really spoke like, Hey, you can actually be a really great mom and really work and do something you love. Yeah. Yes. So thanks for that. Good. But back to Noonday. Yes. So Noonday Collection, um, you do more than jewelry, which I think you just gonna get 
thrown in as like a jewelry well, company. We, yeah, jewelry and bags and scarves, and we just launched our own ornament line. And, Are you serious? Yes, and I didn't know luggage that. tags and yes, it actually I think most of it sold out though. We couldn't predict how many sales. Yeah. Yes, and, and they, it's like December already, I and so know, it's kind of too late to buy an ornament. Sold, but but you know. I think we have a few left. But here's what you can do. is I also think that people that are familiar with Noonday aren't really aware that you can go straight to your website and yeah, buy a product. totally. So, of course, we love for people to host trunk shows because you're able to create a marketplace for these artists and partners. And you get free product and you get to physically gather people, which I feel like in this age of, you know, we think that posting something on Facebook is doing something to change the world. But... In fact, it's not. Right. So you actually get to have women <laughs> you in your house. actually get to invite people over and connect with women and create a marketplace for these artisans. And so we love it when people host trunk shows. It's really easy. And then, of course, becoming an ambassador where you get to run your own business. You get to come to Shine, which is the sales conference you're talking about. Which is so much fun. Which is so fun. You can travel with us. We've taken, we took over 100 women around the world this last summer. That was so crazy. I know. And then, of course, you can just go online and purchase yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, I always, um, my ambassador's Krista. I've said that many times yep, before yep. when I talk about Noonday. And so she's who I had my first trunk show with. Uh-huh. She's who I go through to, for product and stuff. So... Um, I'm really proud of all you guys are doing. And so um, what's the webpage where people can go to to just buy jewelry? Noondaycollection.com. Okay. And also, if you go in there and you want to host a party and you've never even, like, known how to do that or you don't know an ambassador, you can fill out stuff there and someone yep. will contact you. That's right. Host. Just click on the host and we will get to you. Okay. Thanks, Noonday, for yes. uh, partnering with the Happy Hour. Thank you. Always happy to be partnering with Noonday. Um, and whenever I come to your office, I always leave with um, new jewelry, which yes. is like the best benefit. Everybody does. I mean, More people just, should stop by. It's just the best. You cannot fact, visit. I think everything I'm wearing today, I got last time I showed up. Awesome. I know. Yeah, we'll give you more today. I get so many compliments on I this. I know. That's the sculptor You guys necklace. listening can't yes. see it, obviously. but It's, it's from Kenya. Sculptor? Yes. And actually, the women, the, the business owners are coming to shine this year from <gasps> Kenya, and they are awesome. Okay. Well, I'll and post a picture yes. of this because yes. it's just so beautiful it and it's simple. It's one of our top sellers. I'm yep. a simple kind of girl. I know you are, girl. Okay, so let's get straight to the happy half hour, which is fun because as we said, you've been on the show many times before, uh, but the happy half hour is where I just ask kind of more pointed questions, 30 minutes long. Boom. Boom. Knock it out. Here's what's hard for me, which people don't know. I'll tell you and everyone else. When I do the happy half hour, I have to like hold back so much. I bet. Like I didn't, I'm just realizing this. I didn't know it was like, you know, straight it's just shooting. straight questions. Oh, and I have to be disciplined because when someone says something, I want to ask follow-up questions and I want to know more. But I have to go straight to the next question because that's what the happy half hour is. Is and people it is what it is. Know what they're getting, and you got to give them what What they they know. Okay, all right. So I hold all my good questions for the happy hour. Okay, here we go, Jessica. Yes, you can pick all three of these or one, whatever you want. What is something you've read, watched, or heard that you can't stop recommending to other people? Okay, so two weeks ago, my husband and I participated in a retreat in Florida. Mm -hmm. It's called Telemachus. And, or Telemachus. It's called Telemachus. Okay, Telemachus. Okay. And we'd never done anything like that before. And on that retreat, there was someone, well, first of all, my favorite theologian in the entire world was there, Andy Crouch. Uh huh. So, Playing God, it's like my all time favorite book. Right. Amazing. Uh-huh. And then he just wrote another book called Strong and Weak. I've never, but I've heard someone just told me about that book. Strong I think. and Weak. It's yes. a mess. It's a mess. 
It's a, it basically Noonday operationalizes everything in Strong and Weak. Okay. I feel so, like that I just had a guest on who recommended that book to me. So you're the second person. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Andy actually, providentially, he and his wife were staying in the room right next to Joe and I. Was that weird or awesome? Because the I rooms know were about a you. little bit thin. That's going to say, I know something about you that we don't need to go in here and that that's, was talked about at the live so event. So Joe was a little disappointed in the placement <laughs> of the room, but we got to sit on the porch and just talk oh, for hours yeah. with him and his wife. So Andy was there. Okay. But this other guy who I had not heard of, and I was like, where have you been my entire life? Mm-hmm. Because I want to go lay my head in your lap and sleep in your lap like your baby Jesus. What? What? Who? No. His name's Kurt Thompson. Uh-huh. Jamie. I don't know this no. Kurt Thompson. We, Joe and I were plotting. We are like, how can we get this guy to Austin to lead a retreat for the adoptive moms oh, and dads uh-huh. in Austin? So Kurt Thompson, and he wrote this book. He wrote two books, and one of them is called, that I'm reading right now, is called The Soul of Shame. Mm-hmm. And then the other one he wrote is called The Anatomy of the Soul. But he, it's like he's Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. But Which you love. I know about. I am obsessed with Mm -hmm. with Brene, and he just like takes it next level. I hope Brene doesn't hear this and get offended. (laughs) I don't think she listens to the happy hour, but you never know. You never know. That's right. I would be happy if she did. He just like takes it to the next level of just this beautiful, the biblical narrative, and oh my gosh, like. yeah, and so he he spoke, but the whole point of the retreat is was mentorship. Mm-hmm. So it was this like older generation mentoring the younger, which we barely made it in by the skin of our teeth to be the younger because oh, you, I turned I was gonna forty ask this you month. Were, yes, and so I this I just made the cutoff. Was it forty and under? It's forty and under. Were the people that got menteed? So is Joe forty? Yes, but okay, he skirted but, in. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. he came in with he you. He came in with yeah, me. Yeah, And so, um, yeah, so the the speakers were really more like mentors. And just um, we were in small groups with them, and we just got mentored the whole weekend. And so mm. this Kurt Thompson guy um, just spoke some things into my life, um, especially in regards to some adoption stuff mm-hmm. that I had been kind of working through with Jack. And um just it's beautiful it's so beautiful I'm having I'm reading it right now and normally I'm sort of a skimmer and I Uh can read a lot and I'm like having to just take it slowly and it's it's, like a book that you have to read a page and stop and like digest and metabolize Mm -hmm. and it's going to become part of like who I am as a woman (laughs) oh my gosh excited you're gonna be getting ready we're getting re- we're gonna okay. yes this yes okay. i actually asked him to come speak at shine you did and he can't but uh, i'm so bummed well, but he was already next year i am yeah. and yeah it was, it was interesting to think about how, he's a psychiatrist uh-huh. it's like why yeah. would you have a psychiatrist come speak at a sales conference but um i can think of a lot of reasons well, why well yeah it's half the basically he traces everything back to shame uh. and sort of what can trigger our shame and so if if as long if with our ambassadors if i can get them walking out of shame and mm-hmm. walking through their fears yeah. and owning their worth yeah. i mean that's how you become which you talk a lot really about that in your personal sale, life selling. too yes. when you Absolutely. I, every time i've heard you speak you're really like yes really um confident in working through that yes and so that's when i'm that's I right love that. yeah okay yeah. one other person who is there okay Ian Crone, who he Enneagram. Okay, yes, I I, I, wish I have I knew entered my the number. subculture. I've entered the subculture. When I was on a trip, I guess maybe a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, to Soul Hope, there was a friend there, Christy, and she was huge into it. Two years ago. Once you get into it, you And she get told into me my it. number and I can't remember it. I'm gonna figure it out though and I'll let you know. Yeah. What well, are you? 
Uh, a seven with an eight wing. See, I have no idea what that means, but uh, I'm going to figure out what I am, yeah. and I'll let you know. Oh, that'll be over coffee. Okay, let's We're do gonna that. We're going to have you all figured out after okay. that. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Okay, Jessica, uh, mom to three, uh, wife, CEO. Is that your title? Yeah, CEO. Okay, CEO yeah, yeah. of um, one of the fast-growing companies. Yeah. Um, how do you recharge? I exercise and prayer are my big things. and I do love that you you find time for exercise and I know that you find time for prayer because you told me about that but I think sometimes busy women let that go yeah I'm kind of and this goes back to the Enneagram which I think is so interesting because it it said you know I just started getting into this this past month and it literally says like for people with your personality type they need exercise because I think I would go I mean I have a crazy brain Mm -hmm. because it always going yes yeah yes and it's creating and it's mm-hmm. just constant. And so does it stop when you exercise? Mm, okay, I have about a good 30 minutes of focused exercise uh-huh. in me uh-huh. and then like usually the exercise class leader is like, "Jessica, come on back. <laughs> Here we are." You see you kind of <laughs> moving away. And I was like, "Sorry, I'm thinking about my next meeting." Okay, prayer, does your mind stop? So yeah, I think that is something where um, I actually, a couple months ago, there was this Time magazine, and I was like in the middle, I've been, you know, I've been in the middle of crazy travel. And so I'm walking through, I who knows, the last time I'd been to the grocery store, and I'm in the grocery line, and there's this Time magazine with this like beautiful woman that has this completely zen, peaceful look on her face, and it says mindfulness. And I was like, that's what I need. <laughs> I'm going to buy the magazine, and maybe I'll get some mindfulness. But the whole magazine was really about, you know, intentionality mm-hmm. and even the science. Now, with technology, like, science is just now coming out with research about how it's screwing with our brains. And so um, it talked about meditation. And so I, um, you know, I haven't – I think we have these aspirational values. Like, I have an aspirational value. Like, yes, prayer is important to me. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at the reality, it's like, what am I just fall grabbing five right. minutes of prayer? Right. Or when I'm reaching to my phone mm-hmm. to like read a Bible verse, then do I really end up on, on the Bible verse? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah. I started setting an alarm and really starting trying to retrain my brain to be able to really stop. Yeah. And um, and so I I, ha- I kind of came up with a little mantra that's like you know in your presence I have nothing to prove, I have nothing to change, and I have nothing to fix. Mm-hmm. And, like, where else do I get that? You just show up. You just be That's you. it. With Jesus. Which is the beauty of the gospel. It's That's it. It's the it. beauty of what he that's did for it. us. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So working on it. Work in progress. But I love that that's how you recharge because um, it, you didn't say, like, Mexico, which is recharging. But you, it's not it's not doable it's, every day. It's not doable. And it's funny because Ian Crone, when he was talking to me about my personality type a couple weeks ago, one of the questions they asked for a small group was like, what makes you most alive? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I am alive all the time. <laughs> all the time. Right. Like, And he's like, yeah, that's not a good question for you. <laughs> like Everything. You need to understand what makes you quiet mm. and bored mm-hmm. and like my personality type is like the fear I want to escape and is he saying you need to get into that quiet yes. and boredom yeah yes. Yeah. yes okay so. so many other questions but it's the half hour so we will keep moving what is a specific app gadget or piece of technology that you cannot live without 
So, I mean, I'm addicted to my iPhone, let's face mm-hmm. it. it really, you can, I think, yeah, keep going. But you, you can do everything on I it. I do. I work a lot uh-huh. on it. And I, you know, it is. It's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's my basic thing. I definitely... I find a lot of inspiration on Instagram, although it can also be my worst nightmare. Right. Um, as it can for all of us, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I'm not like, other than that, I'm not like when we, when I was talking to someone recently, like about like, I'm really wanting to get into this meditation zone. They're like, there's an app for that. Let me show you. <laughs> You're like, this is exactly what I don't need. I know. An app for this. He like pulled it up. He's like, there's, there's three other, 3,000 other people meditating right now using this app. And I'm like, yeah, that is Opposite of what you need. Opposite of exactly, <laughs> I don't exactly. Even have to meditate. No, I mean I'm actually literally having to set my iPhone as an alarm so that I don't mm-hmm. go pick it up. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean I, I really can't imagine my life without I know. it. Erin, I've been really convicted lately about how much we just look at it um, after five o'clock. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think I've seen you say something that you are really working on this, and we are as well. Uh, when our kids are there. Like what? What? What do we have to see right now? Yeah. What can't wait till nine p.m. Right. when the kids are right. in bed? You know, and no, they're what really, are we? The president of the United States exactly, or something? You know, exactly. And so, That's yeah. like the other quote from this Time magazine. It's like. Um, you know, I'm not the Secretary of State, but I did just manage to spend how many hours just shopping for shoes or whatever, right. you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, again, it's an aspirational value mm-hmm. that, that my kids are able to hide my phone uh-huh. from me. I'm really, my husband and I have sort of a general, and our kids know, like, uh-huh. you're not to see mommy and daddy on their phone between the hours of five and when you go to bed. Um, That's really good. That doesn't always happen. Right. But our kids have permission to, to say, hey, look at me. Take, yeah. take it away. Yeah. And it's hard are, with with dance parties because they, you know, we have that's to. That's what you're using. That's for what's the, so hard. And y'all do dance parties. We yeah. Even, we even recently we got a TV. We turned the playroom into a TV room. Mm-hmm. And there was one TV left where you didn't have to use the iPhone. Oh. You know? Yeah. And so we did. We bought that one. Uh-huh. We actually had to have, like, a, a remote. remote control. Yeah, so you Because we're like, we phone. don't want to be holding our phone. Yeah. You know? It's so hard. My kids have said something recently, which is what made us kind of go, hey, this is true. Like, and I don't want Caden, my oldest, who has a phone. I don't want to look down and see him on yes. all the time. So then I have to hold myself accountable to that as well. Well, and Andy Crouch is actually writing a book on technology in the family. It's, it's so good. Know, it's so it's coming needed. out. I don't know when. It's in manuscript form, but... I know. So needed. Um, Okay, Jessica, what's a dream you had for yourself when you were younger that never came true? Either um, you had to let it go or just circumstances you just weren't ever going to be this. Okay. So in my heart, I am – I have a hippie heart. Mm -hmm. Like commune, (laughs) pool finances, pool children, Uh parenting. Right. And I think that's why, like, having a kid at first was so jolting for me because – I've always seen it as this like beautiful communal thing because in other cultures and I've lived in other cultures, it is so communal. Mm-hmm. Life is just communal. Yeah. And I find life in America to be extremely isolating. So I think I have at one point, I really have had this dream and it was born out of me spending time in Washington, D.C. with this church there called Church of the Savior that was um, – the guy who started it, he actually marched in Selma. Mm-hmm. He was, um, I mean, he's passed away now, but was really one of the first to, like, um, integrate racial reconciliation and this whole idea of call and being on mission together. And mm-hmm. um, that, I was, like, really thinking that would be awesome. And so I've kind of, I'm uncovering it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, um, I had lunch with um, 
uh, with Liz from Seiko in uh-huh. Portland uh-huh. Uh, last month, and she was kind of talking about they're they're exploring that in their community, and it just kind of uncovered like yeah, I've always had that desire to not just live together and take down fences, mm-hmm. but really do life yeah. and ministry and love our neighborhood together. It's and amazing. So, were you ever in on those conversations with Brad and Noel? Where they were like really yes. seriously, thinking. and you were, dude. Uh-huh. I remember because yeah. you told me about that. That's why I gave you that plaque ages ago that said "Dream." Yeah, and you. So they were really thinking about yes. buying a big plot of land, yep. Yep. building a like communal kitchen, mm-hmm. houses around yep. it. I mean, they were like, we did. That. We actually did the same thing, but we lost money on it. But years ago, we put a contract down on five acres, and and that was your like, it was going to be called like. Isaiah 58 mm-hmm. like <laughs> residential property yeah. and you know so it's interesting because I look and I think we're so far from that now just in our world yeah yeah, yeah. and even in just society and just the way that we run and do things exactly. you know it is so hard and we can't sit here because we got to go on but you know what's hard for me about that is I think the lifestyle that maybe you and I lead work um, I don't like to use the word busy, but you know what I mean, like full, full. full. Um, there are times when Aaron and I come home and we think, man, we really need to hang out with these people. And then we think we actually just want to be with our family. Right, right. So it's hard to find that balance of yeah. like community and communal and inviting people right, over. Right. Um, and so we really have to be, we're really intentional about it. Like yeah. intentional is like looking at the week and like if there's no family night, that's what we call it just uh-huh, when everyone happens uh-huh. to be home. If there's no family night, then no one else can come over. Yeah. But if there is a family night, then let's invest in having someone else. You know, it's just, it's a balance, isn't it? It's hard. I mean, I think for um, for me and my personality, I've had to really dig in and say family is enough mm-hmm. because I'm always like, well, let's invite mm-hmm. I, you know we're always up for like people yeah and so I've had to really kind of go family's enough yeah and I feel like my kids like my, we have an almost 13 year old and he really loves hanging out with us which is awesome and we feel like we can't lose this no you can't because there will come a day not when he'll hate us but when he will rather be Choose with his friends, friends. yeah and, and maybe his good. friends are awesome and maybe his friends will be hanging out with you guys yes. but it's and not going to be quite like let's nuzzle up on a Friday exactly. night exactly yeah. yeah and we want that we want our kids to naturally move into loving their, liking their friends and you know all that kind of stuff but, right. so we're trying to really be like okay we got to capture these moments yeah. while they're here it's true it's so great okay um, Jessica, when you think of some of your greatest friends, mm-hmm. what are some characteristics that make them so special to you? You know, I am such a, like, be real, get real kind of person. And so um, people who can be really vulnerable, vulnerability mm-hmm. is huge for me. And even that book I'm telling you all about by Kurt Thompson, my the man who I want to be my second father, <laughs> he... Dude, he has a cent- he his counseling center is called the Center of Being Known. Come on, we love that being known, right? Yes. So I think that's what we all want, yeah. right? We yeah. all want to be known, mm-hmm. and that process can only happen in the context of relationship, mm-hmm. and it's it's mutual. Like how I know you is how you're also going to know me. Mm-hmm. How you share a story has half half of it's just how I'm listening to mm-hmm. you, you know. Yeah. And so I think. Um, vulnerability is really important to me. Um, And I know people can have a hard time with that because because of issues of shame Mm -hmm. or safety Mm -hmm. and trust and all of that. So 
you know, I've never been one of those like, oh, I'm attracted to like the funny person. I do love some a quality that I love in people. I personally, I'm not witty. Mm-hmm. I can be self-deprecating, and you know, I can right. that. Mm-hmm. But like that real ability, like to be witty, mm-hmm. like Saturday Night Live yeah. witty. Uh-huh. Um, I really admire that yeah. in people, yeah. and, and I think that's really fun. And um, yeah, do I have to name more? No, you don't. But I was just going to say, I think that whole like vulnerability thing also, someone that values that, like someone like you, you you make people feel as though they have the freedom to do that. Mm. So that I think that's a great thing because you said people could be scared to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. and I think that's so true. Um, but I think when someone encounters someone where they feel like, oh, I actually do have the freedom yeah. here to be vulnerable, yeah. then it maybe opens up yeah. something for them a little more. Well, and it's weird because I, I have a high wall, even though I don't come off as that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, hopefully I'm warm, uh-huh. you know, but yeah. inside there is a wall. You're and protective. I'm protective. It's a protector. Trust has to be earned. Uh-huh. And so, and I think for a while I can be like, is this person really going to be vulnerable? Like, in like, right. until I know that, my wall's up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that is not a bad thing in the world either. Yeah. So it can be seen as bad, but it's not. Okay, Jessica, what's some of the best advice you ever received? You know, my dad, he's so awesome. I love my dad. He is a character. He has never met a stranger. He sees people through generosity. He always assumes the best in others. And um, he's just given all sorts of advice over the years. But when I think about owning the business, he's definitely always talked about, you know, cash is king. Cash is king. And really, I I do have so many friends that uh, run businesses, and it's really hard when you – your cash flow when you, it's not there. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that comes to mind is this like profit is vanity, revenue is no no no, sorry. Revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, and okay. cash is king. King. Okay. So that's like good business For all you business owners, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I love that so much. I um the whole owning business thing is like a little bit hard. For me and mm-hmm. the happy hour is like a business now so it is not like a business okay it you is see you're getting on business. to me i know yes we're running a business over here i've We've gotten got a- on to you for a long time <laughs> about this we have a little a little podcast a little empire business over here that's right it's girl fun. i know i know okay uh jessica you are a successful woman and what is something that you've done that has been kind of maybe directly tied to that in your own opinion of your success mm-hmm I think success is so much about the ability to move past your fears Mm. and the tenacity and the perseverance to just keep going. Mm -hmm. I love how, um, what's the, I just forgot his name, the guy who translated the message, Mm -hmm. Eugene Peterson. Uh, uh Um, He said, obedience is a long walk in the same direction. Mm. And so when I think of just being able to, you know, I, I have gone through so many fears and I think, you know, I, I often feel like women are, I, I get a picture actually frequently as I pray for people. Um, there's a lot of women sitting on their couches even right now and they've been sitting on their couch so long it's sunken in mm. and it's actually pilled and mm-hmm. dirty mm-hmm. and fear is what keeps in there. And so what I want to do is help women to stand up. Mm. And that's what the ambassador opportunity does is it helps women just to stand up. Yeah. 
And to me, um, it's it's like I don't have to be afraid of failure. I don't have to be afraid I'm not going to get it right. I'm not going to be afraid of success, you know, yeah. even. Um, and so I think it's just that ability to own um, my own story mm-hmm. and to just keep putting yeah. one foot in front of the other and yeah. having a long-term vision mm-hmm. for whatever it is that you feel like God's calling you to, yeah. you know? Because Noonday Collection, how it is today, did not get here without failure. No. I mean, you know, Absolutely. I mean, people would look at it and be like, oh, you're so successful because look what you've done. And you are very successful. But it is that long road that had many bumps on it, I'm sure. Yes, and I think being able to... You know, I mean, we were operating out of my bedroom, Mm -hmm. you know, six years ago. I mean, when you came to the first show, it was just me and a bunch of African jewelry. Mm -hmm. And I was actually selling pretty much anything I owned. You might own some anthropology (laughs) clothes, (laughs) some old plates for my grandma. Um, And so I feel like there is just a certain um, having a vision Mm -hmm. and being able to um, just be tenacious about that and not let physical circumstances be your reality, Mm -hmm. but to really let that vision propel you to what the reality is, where God wants to take you. That's so good. And I know you're exactly right. There are women who are sitting on their couches, Mm -hmm. who have an idea, who have a plan, but are so fearful that they can't stand up. They're so afraid. They're so afraid. So I could like reach. And we both understand that. Yes. If I could reach through their iPod right now or their iPad and just grab their hand and and just just pull them up. Get up. Yeah. You know? And that's what women can do for one another. That is so true. And that's what we do at trunk shows. That's what we do at Shine. Uh We are just getting we're just reaching out a hand uh-huh. and saying, stand up. Yeah. yeah. Every woman is worthy mm-hmm. of standing. It's so true. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is a pet peeve that you have? Oh, I'm bad at this. Because you don't know if you pet peeves? No. Someone asked me recently what my pet peeves were, and I was like... Let me tell you something. If you can't think of anything right now, for the next two weeks, you'll come up with 78 pet so peeves. So that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. But you know what she said? She was like, I was like, ask me what my favorite indulgences are. <laughs> I could list those all day long. Like, so I do think, you have a pet peeve that you can think of? I mean, I hate flies. Okay. Like, here's an example. I think I may have said this on the show already. So I'm, maybe if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. But I've been traveling some. Yeah. Airports bring out so many pet peeves in me. Yeah. Um, like when everyone's standing around the luggage thing, uh-huh. which this is one of the reasons I don't ever check a bag. Yeah. I wish everyone would just take a few steps, steps back. back. And then when you see your bag, you take a few steps up, you pick yeah. it up, and you walk back. Right, right. The whole like crowding around crowding. where we can't see, it's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. It's dumb, but it just bothers me. Yeah. Aaron thinks that's a dumb pet peeve. He's like, well, everyone's just getting their bags, Jamie. Let them be. Let them be. But I, I see like it could be a better way. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that I have some, but right now I just Okay. Well, let me, let me let me throw two questions at you that I didn't tell you about. Okay. Which is how we normally do the show, but here we go. Um, number one is December. Yes. What's something you and your family do for Christmas? You know, my family has, my parents mm-hmm. have a ranch, mm-hmm. and so... That's the thing. I wish I could tell you we have this these like rituals. We do not. I know it's hard. Like I, I'm I'm the queen of creating ideas and to establish traditions and then not, not following doing them. Mm-hmm. Well, our thing is we've got half our family in Indiana, and then my my parents don't like once my grandma's passed away. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of like walls to the wall. Yeah. It's like I don't know. Like yeah. what are we doing this year? Yeah. Like even recently, I was like, Mom, are we all going to get together for Christmas? Like my brother. Yeah, and what are we so, doing? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? Okay, you so know? let me ask you this: What do you love about the Christmas season? 
I love the smell of a Christmas tree when I walk into my house. Do you do a real, I I assume you do a real one. We do. And the kids now are at that point where they get so excited. Mm -hmm. And we do buy our Christmas tree at the same place every year. See, there's a tradition. So that's a tradition. Is it Home Depot or is it like a a Christmas tree? I know, it's like the Optimist. It goes to the Optimist Club, Uh you know, over there on Lamar. Yeah. And so I love the smell of a Christmas tree. We have to have a party, you know. Yes. I know. We're debating about doing it this year. I know. I was there last year. I know. Well, we didn't do it last year. So it was well, the then year I was before, there the year before. Year before. Really? I remember, I, I remember you had on this black dress. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you looked mighty fine. Is all I need to say about that. Um, this is my grandma's. Aww. Okay. Aww. Last question that you didn't know about. Um, it's the middle of December. Yeah. 2017. Yes. Which I love. A, I love. I said the other day, I love November and December because it's like finish strong, and finish I love January because I love to start strong. Start. Yeah. What is? What are you starting strong with in 2017? Yeah, you know, I am really um, wanting to get into this rith- spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. it's stuff that I read in my early 20s as an as a believer and um, like Richard Foster yeah, uh-huh. and I've recently heard of the book I'm sure you've heard of it Sac- Sacred Rhythms yeah okay uh-huh. I haven't read it yet yeah. so I just bought it so I just think that whole idea I think it's really hard with travel you know yeah. I mean I already have three international um, trips on the books for next year yes and that's just the first part of the oh, year gosh. and so how can I create rhythms uh-huh. um, in the midst of, of a full yeah. life, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think um, my starting strong is has to do with um, spiritual rhythms. And I think that could even be um, Sabbath, mm-hmm. I think, is really important. Yeah. And, you know, God thought it was important. And there's just something about taking a day totally off, yep. you know, technology, mm-hmm. Just, just resting, which is hard for people like you and I, whose minds move a lot. Yeah, it's actually the mind that needs the Sabbath yeah, more than anything. I agree. You know, yeah. so I just spent a few days in Mexico, and Joe, you know, is very different than me. Uh-huh. And usually, when we go like annually on a little vacation, I'll sit there on the beach and be like, "Babe, what do you think about right now? <laughs> What's going on in your mind?" And he kind of looks back at me, and he's like. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> just and the I'm beach. like, what are you talking about? How that is not possible right. for your mind to not be thinking about anything. Uh-huh. But this last week, I was super intentional. I didn't even like journal. I was like, and finally on the last day, I was like, I know what it's like to not think <laughs> about anything, and I'm kind of ready to start thinking again. That's the best. Yeah, but I think there is something for me at least, and the way I'm built mm-hmm. and my personality is to really learn what. Um, the discipline of stillness yeah. is, I think, how I want to um, start off strong and, so and kind of figure out how to do that in the middle of, of a life that doesn't dictate, have a lot of routine. Right. And I think that, that you can. Like the, the, I hope so. I think that you can because I think the lie would be to believe that you couldn't because right. of this schedule. Right. Um, and I think the way that you could battle that is to think that I will find a way to do this yes. in the midst of this schedule. Yeah, I think even that people that do like quarterly retreats. Yeah. Um, take a couple days every quarter to just pull Re-evaluate away. And, and, you know, so I think uh-huh. it's just getting those things on the calendar. But that is really how I want to start strong yeah. is just create that space. You it's know? so crazy that it's almost 2017. It is. Don't talk about it. I know. It's crazy. 
Although, because we're in fashion, we're always a year ahead. So oh, yeah, you are. I mean, you walk into your little room over there, and you're like, here's what's coming out in 2028. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So, like, I'm the one who's like, wait a minute, aren't we already in 2017? Because we're designing 2018 right now. That is so crazy. I know. I know. So, I'm always a little bit ahead. Plus, I kind of live in the future. Okay. So, what's ahead? Yeah. I'm kind of like I do that. I mean, with this podcast world, I mean we've yes. we've got stuff we've got stuff scheduled well, out for 2017 with advertisers and guests and right. ideas and yeah. so yeah, I live the same way now. Yeah. I didn't used to do that. This it is, is for crazy. Me. Yeah, planning ahead. I know it's weird to have your business sort of schedule your life for you. Yeah, and that you already know when something's happening. You know, on May 5th of 2017. Yeah, it's it, crazy. It can be a little frightening. It can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. You feel a little boxed in. feel a little like, ha ah. And there's been times throughout the year with the podcast that, like, I've had, like, I got so far ahead that I started to feel like, I don't like this. Mm-mm. I can't do this. I can't live this far ahead. But yeah. it's life. Yeah, so. it's hard. It's something to get used to. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in leadership the, the or owning a business, the thing that has been the hardest thing for me to get used to is that it's inescapable. Mm. You know, so many things in life. And that's what was hard for me about being a parent. I was like, can I stuff this baby back they up They're never leaving. Me? They're never leaving. You know? Yeah. And, and the whole Enneagram, again, it's all about, like, we. I my personality is like, don't box me in. Right. I just want freedom. Uh-huh. And so owning a business is like, it is inescapable. Yeah. The buck stops with me. Mm-hmm. Someone quits. Someone moves on. It doesn't matter who nope. it was or what happened. It no. comes back on it, you. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like I'm finally owning it, though. Like, I'm finally, like... Wow, that's awesome. I'm going to rise to the occasion instead you of like... You are owning it because I called you a couple months ago with like a, a business kind of stressful situation uh-huh. and you really helped me out a lot talking through it. So Good. I'm glad. You're pulling me by the hand. So yeah, thank you. Well, it's about time. We'll hold years. hands through this this <laughs> journey. Jessica, thank you so much for coming back on. So fun to see you. It and shouldn't I'm happy take the happy hour to like see each other. I know. That's right. It's I came okay. over here and every time I come over here, it reminds me of our favorite restaurant, Contigo, that Aaron and I used to go to yes, all the time. Yes, but you moved. Because we lived over here but now we moved it's all right but it's well you know where we go all the time instead do you go to Chicago? Chicago. yeah because totally. it's not it's it's closer it's way closer yeah, to us we is. take our kids there all the time uh, Chicago's awesome we love Chicago. yeah especially their happy hour the best yep. yeah yeah um okay and thank you to noonday collection uh for sponsoring the happy hour happy half hour i love partnering with you guys because i'm a fan well, you look awesome in Noonday. I'm like Noonday out today. Yeah, you are. I, but I do. I told you earlier, this necklace I wear almost all the time. It's the best. Because it's simple. It is simple. And it hits like right in between. Mm, it's like kind of sexy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, points well, to all the right places. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for joining me on the Happy Half Hour. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>